if you're going to post once a day, people will show up once a day if you're really lucky. The more more often you can put stuff out there, the the more the the algorithms will see you having interactions and the more people will will interact. So just getting more stuff out there gives you more chances. You are listening to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm your host, Maruk Imtiaz, and I'm on a journey to create inspiring, helpful, and meaningful content. This podcast is not going to showcase high-profile individuals spouting hollow advice like find your passion or hustle harder. Instead, my mission is to bring you the voices of people who are just a bit ahead of you, people you can relate to, and the people who will inspire you to put your own voice out there. So grab your cup of spicy chai and let's get this show started. Welcome to the Spicy Chai Podcast. Our guest today is a professional photographer, a software consultant, someone who's also building an app, someone who's in the middle of writing a memoir, all along being a badass parent and a content creator online where he has 1,700 followers on Twitter and over 2,000 plus followers on Facebook and Instagram combined. Talk about juggling many things at once. Welcome to the show, Hassan. Thanks for having me, Maruk. Yeah, and honestly, with all that's going on right now in your life, I just want to start with what got you started even while with even posting stuff? Like what, what's been your journey? My journey has been keeping up with, uh, with new things. I, uh, I actually started with a, in old school content. So things that were actually newspapers. Um, <laughs> so that was a, a thing that I got into in, uh, in college and I've always loved news, and it, that gave me kind of the foundation of always wanting to share things and having bits of factual information out there. Um, so that was the the first place I started thinking about content. And then, kind of as as new things popped up, they uh, they really became things that I started to get into the the first social network that I was like, this is going to be amazing, and this is like a significant part of my life was Flickr. Um, oh, so wow. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, that seems like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Was 2005 um, was okay. when I really started to get yeah, excited and, about that. Right. And for people who don't know what Flickr is, would you mind just expanding a, a bit on that? <laughs> sure. Um, it was a photo-based social network. Uh, so the whole thing was about posting photos and that had a huge impact on me becoming a photographer because I oh, wow. picked up a ton of skills from starting to put photos out there and, you know, seeing what was getting interaction and what was not getting interaction and then seeing other people's photos and learning from them and also just making friends and just having that, that interplay. Um, and it's like, now I've got people that, yeah, we've been friends for, for 15 years and we're wow. connected and have watched each other's kids grow up and we've never met face to face. That's incredible. That's serious. And that's, that's really the power of content, right? Because what you said was very important. Did, did you know that you were of like, the, that you liked photography before Flickr or where is it like, this is something I want to try. The first place I got the, uh, the photo bug was that my, my area in newspapers was graphics. So information okay. graphics and maps, that was my, my niche. And that was always seated right next door to the photographers. 
and they were doing really cool things. And that was the place where I, I first got the bug of like, oh, I can see that. And that's making a really powerful connection when you're, you know, when you're sitting with people who are focused on on photography, because it's very easy, especially now with a phone, just be like, yep, I've taken a picture and we have that picture and you're not giving it much thought. It's just kind of a commodity thing. But when you look at people who are really looking at photos there's so much more that that goes into them and so many things you just want to eliminate from that scene to make it clearly communicate stuff or you know making sure you've got eyes in the mirror that's looking back at you so there's always just these these tips to look out for and that was where i first got into doing serious photography and then just kind of made it a hobby and you know kind of learned a whole bunch of skills with flickr and, you know, that introduced me to a bunch of other um, photographers and people who had courses and, you know, just kind of learning from, from that material. But when I decided to actually become a photographer, it was that I'd, I'd taken these skills and I had a friend who was doing a, uh, an event and the night before the event that I, I was speaking at it about the app that I'm, I'm building and the, the story of how I got to that. But they talked me into, hey, you take photos for fun. Do you want to just take photos for the event? So I showed up at the event and I had three remote, three lights that I was operating remotely and two big bags of equipment and all sorts of gear that I've, I've picked up. And I took photos. There was one picture in particular that was just kind of a an end of the event picture of you know, one of the other speakers was was hugging his girlfriend and there were just the great set of hands in the back that just showed that it was a, a tight loving embrace. And I looked at that photo. I'm like, wow, that's, that touched me. Mm-hmm. And then I shared the photos that I had that one and all the others with, with other folks that were, were at the event and everybody took those photos and made them their, their Facebook profile pictures and reshared oh, them. Yeah. And it's just this huge bit of feedback and all these people saying, wow, you're not a professional photographer. You should be a professional photographer. Right. So I should be a professional photographer. Um, and it's just kind of in that moment, that I'm like, let's go for it. Let's, let's give this a try and, and see where it goes. I've got these skills that are above average and let's see what, what that can turn into. That, that's incredible that you had the photography bug. Then you went online on Flickr, you learned skills, you met people, and that's kind of how you turned a hobby into something that you're actually doing or going into doing full-time now. You started as a side hustle and now you're potentially going into full-time. That, I mean, that's, that's incredible. And that's what like a lot of people want to do with social media. But I want to ask you, when you're starting off, especially when you started putting your own pictures online as a photographer, what were some of the fears that you were dealing with? I think the big ones you run into are, is this good enough? Um, and inadequacy and, you know, it's so easy to look at other things that are, are out there and seeing people who are doing stuff that's going well. And you're like, oh, my things aren't, aren't that well. And I, I struggle with this now where a lot of my stuff, I've, I've got a mix of landscapes and portraits and things that don't always go together and you're kind of lacking focus on, on stuff. And it's very easy to look at other people who have things that are all together and be like, oh, I'm just not as as good as that person. But you got to remember that other people are coming in with a, you're seeing an edited version of what they're doing. The other thing that, you know, it's kind of a theme that pops up from, you know, the places where I learned from the audience that like the photos and I learned from the audience on Flickr 
is that it's all about relationships and back and forth and the things that we're creating are what help make us better content creators. So that's why it's so important to just create and get that, that interaction with things. Cause when you get that interaction, it gives you, you know, just a little, little bug to, to push yourself further and it helps refine things. And it also just shows you what's working and, you know, where your, your audience is. And some of it's kind of the, you know, you don't want to have the tail wagging the dog too far, but you want to see what, what people are interacting with. Cause that's, that's what your audience is going to be. Yeah. And I, and I love that because you went from a mindset of, is this good enough to now you're thinking, even when I create something, because I'm creating it and posting it, it has that ability for me to at least improve that because the feedback I'm getting. So how did you get into that mindset? How did you go from, I don't know if this is good enough. What will people think to, you know what, it's not, it's not, and that's fine. I'll get feedback and I'll improve. I think the the thing you run into with the with feedback is, and kind of a mindset around it is just kind of disappointment of stuff that doesn't work well. It's like all these tools have you know have a way to to show you what's working, what's not working, and these can be kind of destructive ego things where you're like, oh, this isn't working, but volume helps you do the next thing that does work. And when you get one thing that goes big, like, Ooh, you just want to get that, you know, kind of that boost back. So it's all about the, you know, these feedback loops and they can be destructive for mental health, but they can be really helpful for showing you which, uh, which content people are engaging. And all of those metrics are what play into the, the algorithms that control what becomes popular. So you can, it can get kind of depressing to look at this stuff kind of as the, the systems of interaction with it. But, you know, people who are commenting, people who are liking things, those drive more interactions. And if you're going to post once a day, people will show up once a day if you're really lucky. But <laughs> the more, more often you can put stuff out there, the, the more the, the algorithms will see you having interactions and the more people will, will interact. So just getting more stuff out there gives you more chances that it's like, yeah, if you have a, a one in 10 chance of something doing well, if you post 10 things, then it's much more likely that it, it's going to get, get some interaction. And when things aren't doing well, the algorithms kind of bury them and nobody sees them anyway. So there's right. not much, much downside to having things. And you, we have tools now for going back and yeah, we're just going to take that thing that didn't do well and that's going to get deleted and or archived and it's not out there. Um, this is actually some stuff that I did at the, the tail end of my, my newspaper career as well, where things have done more transitions into a, a digital space and we're trying to figure out how to make content do better online. And one of the big things that we kept coming back to when you start to take the the analytics around which posts are doing well is that volume is a big driver. So right, so and, quantity, it, just more yep. posts, more quantity, hundred percent. And you know, this kind of like reminds me, as you said that, of um, especially, and I think you would resonate with this because you're juggling so many things. And when you also have that quantity, uh, not only just like in terms of posting on platform, but different platforms or diff- doing different things, you're going to have days, as you said, where there's going to be no likes, there's going to be no comments and the algorithm's just going to just 
bury that. But at the same time, you're also okay with that because there, yes, there are certain failures, but there are certain things that are going well at that time because you're juggling so many things at once. It's almost like one thing Gary Vaynerchuk always says is, I'm okay with losing because it's like I have 100 things going and I'm winning at 88. And yes, I'm losing at 22, 18, 12. Sorry, my math's just not working (laughs) here right now. 12, 12, yes. But that's fine because, I mean, yes, I'm losing at 12, but there's 88 wins. But people always want that one zero. I want to win at this, not let me do 100 things. Let me try to get that quantity. Even if 88 of those fail, let's say the opposite way, 12 of those will do well. So Yeah, this is um, actually something that has kind of a philosophical overlap with photography too, right. where I shoot a ton of pictures but my goal with shooting a ton of pictures is not to have a ton of great photos at the end. It's to have a few great photos. And there's, you know, kind of a, a joke of, you know, the amateur photographer goes out and takes one picture. It looks horrible. They walk away upset. The professional photographer goes out, takes one picture. They don't walk away upset. They take 500 more. And at the end of the day, they've got seven that work. But if you just keep going with stuff, it's not about the, you know, to use a baseball metaphor, it's not about the batting average. It's only about the home runs. And those, those things that do great have so much more, you know, just an outsized impact and, and reach. And, you know, I've got, you know, a few photos I've taken where it's like, oh, this is the, the definitive photo that captures that moment. And, you know, it's like this slice of childhood is, is summed up in this one picture. And that, you know, having a, you, you do volume so you can get to the individual ones. And it's, yeah. it's all just a, a process. Yeah. And I love that. And it's, it's funny because even I'm not a photographer myself, but whenever I go to birthday parties, that's the mindset I apply. I'm like, I'm going to take so many pictures. Hopefully there's going to be one that everyone likes, you know, but it's, it's weird how people don't think of translating that into content creation. Like, you know, I've, I've heard like, let's take 10 selfies and one of them will come out right. Well, it's the same thing with posts. You create you create and one of them will come out the one that will resonate so i really really love and i love how like it's very related to photography which i technically do and didn't even think about in general one thing i would put a an asterisk on with these this area of you know doing all sorts of different things is that you do need some some focus within it and I'm selective about which social networks I'm, I'm really active in just because of capacity. Um, and it's very easy, like, yeah, I'm going to be in all of these different places, but you need to be in those places enough that you're actually getting those feedback loops and that you, you have enough volume going through things. And people can see when you are posting something that goes to all of the different platforms and is not really optimized for that thing. Like I see friends who have posts going out on, um, on Instagram that have links that are not clickable in the captions. And you're like, Oh, yep. I can see you're phoning it in on this platform. Right. Um, so you should choose your platforms and, and do well on those and, you know, and drive up your volume. You don't want to be like, Hey, I've got 19 places that are updated twice a year. Right. You want to have, you know, places where you can actually have a, a solid presence. Right. And, and that's very interesting that you mentioned that. So how do you think people, let's say photographers who are starting out, how do they choose those platforms that they want to focus on? How did you go about choosing yours? For me, it's, 
um, when I was in the in a journalism space, Twitter, um, this is 2008 or so, when I was really, that was a big deal on Twitter. Um, yeah. It wasn't a huge deal, but that was the the place where I was putting my energy and my focus was was growing my Twitter audience because it was, you know, it had the connections with, uh, with news. Um, but since then, Facebook kind of became a, a place for my personal interactions. And then when I got more into photography, um, Flickr's community had kind of dried up and wasn't the, the place where the audience was because they didn't make a great transition into mobile. But Instagram became that space where, you know, it took those friends over and brought them, you know, connected with them on the, the new platform. That's where the, you know, the dynamic conversations about photography are, are going on. And it, it's always when the next platform comes out, there's always a kind of a, a rush to establish a presence on that new platform because people are, are there, they're new, they're looking around and everybody's kind of lost. It's kind of like that, uh, that first week of, uh, of college when everybody's dumped into the freshman dorm and you're just trying to like make friends because everybody's in the same boat and like rapidly connecting with people. So you have that opportunity when networks are, are new and growing and um, that can be a place to, to get into things because there's a, an opportunity there. Cause when things are more established, you have the larger players, but when everybody's new, it's an opportunity for everybody. Right. So definitely tapping the newer uh, social networks versus trying to go on more established ones is what I really got out of that. Um, and I, and I completely agree because what it does also is like, just like you figured out, okay, you know what? I really enjoying Twitter because you had the journalism background and then you moved into Facebook, then you moved into Instagram it's also where you probably have fun posting. It's probably also where it's familiar. And I think that's an important point that it's also important to experiment with different platforms and then realize which one is the one that you are resonating with the most and which one is the one that you are having most fun with. Uh, like to be very honest, I have tried Twitter and I just don't have fun with it. Like, you know, and so many people tell me I need to be on Twitter, but I'm not having fun with it. So, but I'm going to try tapping on TikTok a lot, Instagram, I do Facebook. So, you know, a clubhouse. So it's just, it's so important to understand that you're only going to produce that volume. You're only going to produce that quantity when you are also having fun in the process. And when you're also like, all right, I want to do this versus this is a chore. So I think that's an important distinction. Yes. Yeah. And that, that fun part, that's the a thing that's absolutely critical. Like you don't want to you know, be like, Oh yeah, I'm here. Cause like, as as these networks have evolved, they've become places that give more intimate views into our lives. So whether that's doing a live on any one of these platforms or things that are video, they're just fewer places to, to hide. Like it's, it's possible to write, you know, upbeat copy when you're not very excited about something. It's a lot harder to do an upbeat, engaging live video begrudgingly because you're just not in the, the right headspace and the it just does not translate over. So you got to make sure you're, you're having fun on these platforms and that's, what's going to, you know, for the the content I produce, a lot of it is geared at fun, whether it's a a joke or whether it is um, showing wonderful content, family interactions and things that's, you know, that stuff that shows through. So you've got to make sure that you're, you're having fun on these platforms. Yes. hundred percent. And 
One thing that I, I did want to focus on that you mentioned a little earlier is that when you choose platforms, you know what to focus on. And that means you know how to prioritize, right? And given that you are juggling so many things at once, I want to learn, like, what is your system for going about? And I know people, different people have different systems. What is your system to knowing what to prioritize for the day or what to prioritize for the month? I wish I had a wonderful answer here. Um, I think one of the things that is very important with prioritizing for a day is prioritizing for a week or a month or a year and figuring mm-hmm. out what you are not going to do because that that place of what you're not going to do is what creates the space for doing everything else that you want to do and doing that well. Um, and this is something I know I've, um, I've struggled with of just having too many different things going on, which pulls me in different directions. So for the app that I'm working on, I have not given that the, the time and energy it has, it's needed to, to fully grow. So I've put content out there. It's got a, uh, you know, an Instagram page that has a couple hundred followers, but it's really not, not getting a ton of interaction because, I'm not doing the things to to push out to people and to directly reach out because it's not just the hey I've posted it's also <laughs> making connections because these are you know our ways to scale intimacy with with other people and just build relationships. So back to prioritizing as I wander off into that direction the system that I use which is not one that I can really recommend is oh no I haven't posted on here in a while <laughs> and I need to hurry up and do something. Right. Um, if I had fewer things that I was was doing, which is something I'm I'm trying to work more on on focus, I would do as much as I could to plan things out ahead of time. Um, so have a a combination of posts that are tied to different landmarks and events that are are happening, and really craft the story that I want to tell and s- sit down and and plan all of that. And then while that story is playing out in a scheduled way then sprinkle in individual things that are are popping up at the same time, but try to have the place where your, you know, your planned story that you want to tell is scheduled ahead of time. Yeah. And I think the, I think the very important part in what you just said is that even though at, at times you're, you're not planning or most of the times you're not planning, you're still putting content out there and maybe it might not be at the frequency you'd like, but it's still out there. So you're still way ahead in terms of where you, where you started. Obviously you're in on the journey of being even better at it, but posting, even though it's not every day, is still getting you out there. People are interacting, um, I think that's the important piece here, uh, especially yeah. when you're starting out with like a full-time job, being a parent. I, I think it's such an important piece to remember. Yeah, because the the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The <laughs> yeah. second best time is today. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. And now we were, we talked about some fun postings. I do want to touch on this. What are some common myths that you'd like to debunk about being a photographer who posts content? Mm. One that I struggle with is the need for perfection and quality over just having things that are out there. So I've got a really fancy professional camera. It has 50 megapixels of resolution and all sorts of weather sealing and all these great things, but nobody actually cares about that. They just care that the photo looks good. That's true. And phones are pretty darn good these days. And I have my 
um, my personal Instagram account that I post stuff that comes from my phone. And I wind up with more volume there because I can just, hey, I took this photo of this thing that I saw and here it is that I just produced it through my phone. Whereas the, you know, the other camera camera, that's where stuff that's going on to my, my photography Instagram account goes. And I wind up with a little bit less volume there because I've, you know, I've perfected it. So if, you know, I hope people are still not struggling with um, thinking that perfection beats stuff, beats out quantity, but that's a, a myth that uh, I think we should all pay attention to and make sure that we are producing more because it's about the engagement and the interaction, not about the perfection. I love that. And I also really like how it's important to mention that it's, you don't need fancy equipment. You can have a phone. Like, and, you know, obviously the, you're, you're a professional photographer, so you do, do uh, use that uh, camera for clients, but most of the time you use your phone. And that's okay. If people are starting off as photographers and they just want to learn the craft, they want to put their stuff out there. And just like you did with Flickr in 2005, it's also okay to start with your camera. You don't need the fancy equipment. And even more important, you don't need that excuse to stop you from posting online. Yeah. I think that's extremely important. Um, and the, the fancy equipment has a, has a place, but it's to do to enable other forms of, of art and expression, exactly. but there's so much that, you know, that happens with a, with a phone that is accessible or with a, a low end camera. Um, you can get to things that don't let the the quality or the tools and, you know, I've fallen into this trap myself before. It's like, Oh, once I get this new thing, I can do something else, but nobody actually cares about how you're doing it. Um, it's as long as you can deliver the, you know, the feelings and the interactions and, and those things and the lights can be helpful and you can do more with it, but it's not, it's not necessary. You can add them in later. I love that. I love that. Um, I think there's been so much gold for people listening on, not just early on photographers, but even just content creators in general, volume, volume has been key throughout. Um, so Hassan, where can people, where can our listeners connect with you online? The best place to find my most exciting stuff is uh, Hassan Hodges photo on Instagram. So that's H-A-S-S-A-N-H-O-D-G-E-S photo. And then HassanHodgesPhotography.com is my website. And then you'll also find me in a couple other places uh, with the username that ties back to my geography and cartography days of MapGoblin, M-A-P-G-O-B-L-I-N. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Hassan. And one final question for you. What advice would you give your five-year-old younger self? Like not five-year, like five years, like five years younger self while, while you're creating content? The advice I would give is not to stop that anytime that I have taken breaks from things, you just wind up seeing a, that growth curve level off when you, when you stop posting on things. Um, so, uh, one of the things I struggled with during, uh, during the pandemic, which is not over, but badly, yeah, yeah. um, I slowed down with some of my, my efforts at growing my photography audience. Just, I wasn't sure where, where that was going to go. And I put more effort into my software work. You can see that of like the growth of like, yeah, it was growing well. And then it just stopped and I've picked that up again and the curve is, is picking up, but it's like, that's just, 
a gap in time when growth could have been and there are ways to achieve cheap, steady growth and there are ways to pay for growth and it's better to have the the cheap, steady ones. Um, it takes longer. So don't waste that time that you, you have. Um, consistency is, uh, is going to pay off in the long run. I love that consistency and momentum. Use the momentum when you're posting, just keep going. I love that. And thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, For everyone listening, make sure you go follow Hassan. Uh, I love his posts. They make me laugh every time. I don't think he knows that, but I'm saying that right now. And if there is anything that inspired you today, uh, please share. We're also both available on Instagram. So if there's anything you want to share about this episode, just DM us. Um, That's also good. So thank you again. And until next week, you got this beautiful. Thank you. Hey, you. Thanks for listening to Spicy Chai. I really appreciate it. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast, The Obvious. And if you want to learn more, head over to marukimthias.com. And until next time, my friend, hit the record button or, you know, the publish. Lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful. Beautiful.